What's up, gamers? Chris here. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. Joining me, as always, Scott and Zach. Seven bushes. Yeah, just don't don't be afraid. Just shout them right out when you know. That's true. I'm doing great. Good. Uh, I'm glad you guys are doing well and recounting your watches of My Cousin Vinny. (laughs) <laughs> yes, great. Probably one of the best movies ever. Uh, I think I yeah. think a modicum of gratitude is in order. <clears throat> That's true too. Ute. That's true. Uh, what's uh, excuse me? What's a Ute? <laughs> yeah, no, the two youths. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the most quotable movies, and one of our, I think, one of our most quotable movies in between us three. Yeah, very true. Uh, we watched it over and over again growing up. Very true. And um, it's wonderful. It is. Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei, cannot beat them. They're great in, in that a, movie. Yes. In other news, I ordered an ottoman for my feet. An All ottoman right. for your feet. Yes. Fantastic. That's, that's, that's unlike the ottoman for your butt. Mm-hmm. Well, you can you can use it for a chair if you'd like. <laughs> Damn. Awesome. Congratulations on your new ottoman. It also has storage. And uh, hopefully it comes in... Soon, so I'd like oh, you to can use put it. things to forget about in there. Um, no, I won't forget about. It. I'm going to use it for like <laughs> controllers and stuff. There you go. It has a purpose. Ottoman that is for your feet and has a storage purpose. It's actually uh, d- described as a toy box ottoman. Oh, a toy box. But it's wow. uh, it's like a black and white swirl. It's going to match my chair. Wonderful. Sweet. Yeah, sounds like something that you could get in Animal Crossing, which is a video game. Which brings us back to what we're here for. We're talking about video games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it had something to do with technology. I'm going to be using it at my desk <laughs> while I play games. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here with us today. And we are excited to do episode three. We're actually getting after these finally on a normal schedule, which is great. I'm excited, having fun. Um, today we're talking about three awesome games from one from the past, one from the present, and one that's coming in the future. Hopefully it won't be out before you hear this podcast. Let's hope so. So the first one we're talking about today will be a retro game, and it's one I have, I have chosen as one of my favorite games of all time. It's called Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. It's a wonderful game, and uh, I'm very passionate about it, so we'll talk a lot about that. Our second game is present day game. And Zach, which game have you chosen today? It's going to be Ark Survival Evolved. And it's, um, I don't know if you guys played this game or not, but the story behind it is pretty fucking crazy. Just saying. I don't know if it's y'all insane. read the, the, the lore when we played it before. But you know. You know, I I caught some of the, uh, you know, you find the little secrets or whatever in the game. You mm-hmm. find the map snippets and the notes left by other explorers or whatever. I did read some of those, but I, I never read enough of them to even, to really tie the story together. Right. So, I don't know how it all well, started or I will you know, be how giving, people came about. I'll be giving you some information, I guess. Well, I can't right. wait. I'm that's, excited to learn. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that game is pretty fun. Although, although I did play it a lot, and I haven't played it in quite some time, but it's a great game. Uh, and then the future game, Scott, what have you got for us today, sir? 
title of the upcoming game is Godfall. It is Godfall. It it's a game that's uh, you know Counterplay Games developed it. Gearbox is publishing it. Give you a little more information about that in a few. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to hear a lot about that. And so now it's time to get back to me, I guess. It's retro time, baby. Today's game is Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. It released on in 1999 on the PlayStation. Back in and the day. on Microsoft Windows. Yeah, we actually had some pretty good stuff that released on Windows back then. Uh, Mega Man X was also a game that came out on Windows. Uh, and when you bought Mega Man X on Windows, it came with a controlling. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice bonus. And then it also released in the year 2000 on the Dreamcast when it released. Wow, I did not know there was a Dreamcast version of uh, Legacy of Soul Reaver. Yeah, and it actually is a very pretty version. It's actually compared to its PlayStation and Windows counterparts. It's actually a very good-looking game. I wish somebody would remake this game. It'd be nice. Yep. Oh, I'd love to get a remastered of the whole Legacy of Kings series. It would be amazing. That'd be insanity. Which we'll learn here in a little bit, why that this is a very tough thing that that, that would happen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, the developer of this game was Crystal Dynamics, and they are no longer around. Hmm. So the setting of this game, let's talk about the setting of this game. Okay, this is about... Okay, this is the Legacy of Kane series, right? Hmm. The very first game in the series is Blood Omen, and it starts... It's about Kane. He is one of the pillars of Nosgoth. He's a vampire. And um, before the events of Soul Reaver and Blood Omen, which I don't play because it's it's uh, very much different from the rest of the games in the series. It's a top-down dungeon crawler type of situation. Um, but, you you know, you're, you're fighting. You do your normal thing. But it's, just, it's a hard game. really tough. I've, I've tried to get through it a few times. I just gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the events of Soul Reaver in that game... The Guardians of Nosgoth, which is where the Nosgoth is the fictional world, I should say that. That's the fictional world this is all based in. Um, there is nine pillars of Nosgoth, and each pillar is represented by a guardian. Um, before the events of Soul Reaper, the guardians became corrupt. And Cain was basically going around in Blood Omen, killing them all. Right. The, wow. And turns out after he killed the eight of them, it was, he discovered that he was the final guardian. Hmm. And so to save Nosgoth, he was going to have to kill himself. Oh, wow. That's crazy. To restore the pillars. Um, but instead, Cain uh, was greedy and decided to doom Nosgoth to eternal decay. Oh. And he proceeded to <laughs> raise his vampire lieutenants, including Raziel, to besiege the land. Now, Raziel, he's our main character in Soul Reaver. Okay? Number one guy. He's who we're playing. Um, so, when the opening scene of Soul Reaver is so freaking awesome, it's got a great opening cut scene. Um, the, it's it's based in the future. It, it's farther into the future in Nosgoth. The land is dominated by vampires. Humans have been decimated. They don't exist anymore. Wow. Holy and crap. The, yeah, the vampire tribes have each claimed a region of Nosgoth, and they all have their own little comings and goings and stuff going on. But unknown to the vampires beneath Nosgoth, 
lurks the elder god, an ancient and powerful entity. Now, the elder god it plays a big role in this game. He is basically trying to save Nosgoth, trying to get it back to where it's supposed to be. Um, so the elder god controls the will of fate. And it's a cycle of reincarnation of souls that circle the wheel in a loop of predestination. However, because vampires are immortal, their souls do not spin with the wheel, causing the land to decay as the wheel stalls. So as humans were decimated, there's no souls in the world. Right. All right. right. And so that made the wheel stall. Oh. Uh, so what happened to Raziel is Cain invited all of his lieutenants in, who one of them is Raziel, at the, the beginning cutscene as I was talking about. And Raziel comes in and he has he has morphed, he has grown wings on his back. And Cain's like, let me see what's going on here, you know, and Raziel gets in front of him and opens his beautiful wings, right? And bows before Cain. Well Cain goes up to him and rips his wings off. And tosses him into the abyss, killing mm. Raziel. Wow. So Raziel is our main character because the Elder God is the one who saves Raziel. He revives him. But centuries, it's it's been centuries since he's been killed when he gets revived. So Nosgoth is now on the brink of collapse and it's little more than a wasteland. So it's basically just cataclysms and earthquakes. This place is just, is messed up bad. So that's where we start off the game. <laughs> is that enough for you, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> it's crazy. Not it's the crazy, wings. I gotta have the wings. It's an awesome story. The story is so good in this game. It's such a in the whole series, Legacy of Kane series. It's just wonderful. So I guess our and, and the characters in the game, our protagonist, of course is called the Soul Reaver. He is a vampire-turned-wraith, Raziel, of course, who Cain casts to his death. Um, although Cain is a protagonist of the previous game, Blood Omen, he is now the primary antagonist and the final boss in this game, Soul Reaver. Hmm. So Cain has switched roles. He's now the bad guy. Um, so the Elder God, of course, I mentioned he resurrects and assist Raziel throughout the game. He explains him he explains him the game's controls and describes previous events that's been happening once since he's been dead. So the Elder God guides you through the game as you make it to certain places and whatnot. He gives you fills you in, tells you more about the enemies you're about to fight, all this stuff. So then you got your other characters, the you got Ariel. He preceded Cain as the guardian of the pillar of balance. He appears as a spirit and offers Raziel advice on occasion. So Ariel is a character that pops in and helps out. Uh, during the quest, though, Raziel meets his former brothers, Melchi- Melchi, Zephon, Rahab, and Duma. And they are the game's bosses. And these are all vampires. And remember, it's been centuries mm-hmm. since he's seen them. And every time they he will encounter them, they are this this blob or they're just crazy beast now they've evolved for so long that they really aren't really recognizable as his brothers hmm. 
they have evolved so much. Like Raziel would have done the same thing. He grew his wings. He would have turned into something crazy if he'd have been alive that long. And so they've always have each developed different powers. And and when Raziel defeats them, he gains their powers partially. And he devours their soul. So they the souls that are left are of the vampires and stuff. So apparently they have a soul. <laughs> oh my god. We have souls after all. They just don't turn the wheel. They just don't turn the wheel. They're not then the, hamsters. <clears throat> there was a fifth brother originally planned for the game. Uh his name is Turrell. Turrell. But he was omitted due to time constraints on development of oh. the game. Well, uh, I want to highlight the opening scene again because it's really cool. It's what sold me the game. Like so the game, as soon as I seen that opening cutscene, it seriously was like, "Boom! I want this. I must play it. I gotta have it." Mm. Um, because it was really a freaking awesome cutscene. Because Kane literally just grabs his wing, tears the bones from Raziel's wings, and just tosses him into the lake of the dead. That's what it's called. And then he's resurrected his soul reaver. He's just ready to kick some butt. Because the cool thing about Raziel is he can form, he can morph into each realm. Like he can go back into the spirit world to gain his health back and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he can also, once he gets his health back, he can find a place to go and warp back into the current day or you know to the earth realm or nosgoth realm whatever they call yeah, it yeah nosgoth <laughs> the land of the vampires uh, the land of the vampires so we'll talk a little bit about the development of this game uh this is where it kind of got tricky with the develop with the whole the whole series was always kind of uh brought down by stupid things uh arguments and debates within the companies that working on this game so Soul Reaver actually became was actually being developed alongside Blood Omen 2 in 1997. And it was focused more on puzzle solving instead of Blood Omen 2's action. So in Soul Reaver, you have a lot of puzzles to solve. you got to figure out what to, how to move to get to a different area, different things like that. Um, during the design, the development team created larger areas that could be explored more thoroughly as Raziel acquired new powers. And and according to them, they that helped avoid the shallowness of Blood Omen's layout. So Blood Omen was just straightforward. You're killing, fighting, right? Um, so I remember this this particular game here, Soul Reaver. Where there was a lot of a lot of jump puzzle type stuff. A lot of things you had to manipulate and pull around, or or figure out how to get around an area to get to where you needed to go. Yes. The whole absorbing the souls of the your enemies. I mean, that gave you back your your health in some instances, and in other instances, it gave you back your some kind of what was it? What what kind was it? Their like mana or magic or something like that that he had that he could use, or was it just health? I remember he absorbed the souls and used it for something other than just regaining life. I can't remember exactly what all he could do, but there was a lot of different moves. Wasn't it part do. of the upgrade? Was there an upgrade system in this one? He gets a, he gets a sword. Right? Yeah. Uh, called the Soul Reaver, actually, is what it's called. Um, and then he actually can, um, when he has full health, he's used it, he can use that. He can use the Soul Reaver and has different powers. Hmm. It's like... Um, well, so like for gameplay, right? Since we're asking questions about that. Um, at first, Raziel can jump, glide using his torn wings, move blocks, and pick up and throw objects at enemies. 
Uh, initially, he's unarmed. He fights using his claws. But he also can use rocks, spears, and staffs. So, like, to be stuff on the wall. You can just walk up and grab a spear that's, like, sitting on the wall or a torch or something. You can fight with those things. You can just pick up stuff. Right. Which is pretty cool. I, that's one of the things I liked about it a lot. Um, and as I mentioned, he can freely shift into the spectral realm, which is means he can go back and get his health back by sucking in souls that are just floating around in the spectral realm. Right. And then he has to go back to the special portals to go back to the material realm. That's what they call it in the game. But if you die in the material realm, you just shift to the spectral realm, so you don't really die. You just go back to spectral realm, get your health back, go find the portal, go back in. So it's never like a bunch of uh, die and it respawns you somewhere. You you have to go find your way back to the portal and go back. So it usually wasn't too bad. They usually made that pretty fair from what I can remember. And as I was saying, as he progresses, he gets, the, after he defeats each boss or each clan brother, he gets some of their abilities and he can phase through the gates in the spectral realm and climb walls in the material realm. So he starts getting powerful, and he at first he can't swim, and then of course he learns how to swim. Right. Um, he can constrict objects and enemies with a band of energy. He can move stuff around, you know. He can fire telekinetic energy at some point as you get stronger. Once he finds an ancient relic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing called baptism and holy flame could transform the soul reaver into the fire reaver. Which his sword turns into fire. His sword will be flaming and, and it can set uh, the enemies on fire. And there's magical glyphs. And we all love glyphs. Glyphs um, are great. They allow him to expend magical energy to attack groups of enemies simultaneously. Which is pretty awesome. Once you get him to his top perform, like get all of his abilities and stuff, you can wear people out. It's not even, like, it's not even a joke. And <laughs> They involve vampire weaknesses. That's the other thing cool about the glyphs is it's got sunlight, fire, water, or sound. And he's got a telekinetic force as well. And you have to find glyph altars to get these glyphs. And then solve a puzzle, etc., etc. It's a puzzle game. You know, it's a puzzle action game. So pretty awesome stuff. Right. And it's got the it's like a hack and slash type of system. Um Storyline is really what will keep you playing. Action, it's got a adventure. lot of action. <laughs> and you got puzzle solving. It's really kind of like Tomb Raider a little bit. Or Legend of Zelda. You know, because the game makers are actually inspired by Legend of Zelda. They, they're, they're, their aim was to tell a story like Legend of Zelda Link to the Past and have some the similar gameplay to it. Hmm. They compared Blood Omen to Soul Reaper as like the evolution of Legend of Zelda from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64. Right. So that was their whole inspiration was Legend of Zelda. Well, you know they made a uh, multiplayer online game called Nosgoth to try oh, to, yeah. to try to, uh, I guess, I don't know what the hell they were trying to do, but it was an awful game. <laughs> it was garbage. Yeah. It was, it was bad and i think i had it and uh i, I it yeah, just wasn't good i think i still I still on my steam that's very possible it's still on there too yeah in uh, the library i don't think you can play it anymore because i think it's no. gone but it's garbage don't play that game because you can't 
And that's a good thing. <laughs> and you don't want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So Soul Reaver was a uh it was received very well. Uh it gave it a four star it got four stars out of five from uh Next Generation magazine. Difficult puzzles and the omission of a map make this stylized game for hardcore adventure games only. There is not a map, but you don't really need a map in this game. It's not really necessary. I see why they didn't have one. <laughs> I don't see the mm. point. Not seeing yeah. that that's a now, its cutscenes are really, really nice. That's one thing that Soul Reaver really knocked out of the park in this game. And that's what it gets praises from. It's uh, IGN called it a, an ambitious game. Yeah, and there's also, um, I, I guess people had the same idea I have, bring it back with the PlayStation 5, uh, you know. I would love for them to bring this game back. Now, I was mentioned earlier... Um, they were creating this game along with Silicon Knights. What's Silicon but, Knights? Yeah, it was another game developer. Oh. And it was a um, disaster. <laughs> That's not Basically. good. But who who owns the rights for the game? Um, let's see. Let's say before Soul Reaver's release, the relationship between Silicon Knights and Crystal Dynamics was dissolved. Crystal Dynamics dissolved. Because their research was used, Silicon Knights filed an injunction to stop further promotion of the game. Did they so win? delayed it from 19... This game was supposed to come out in 1998, and it ended up coming out in 1999 because of the battle they was having. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as who owns the rights to this game today, it's a good question. Um, Let's see... I'll have to type that in. I should have looked that up. Let's put Legacy of Kane. Who owns the rights? I'll find out. We'll do some Google. Dude, they also it says had... It's owned by Crystal Dynamics, a subsidiary of Square Enix. They also had problems with Epic Silicon Knights did. They uh, had to pay Epic Games $9.2 million. Dang. <laughs> I guess I've got a civil suit. Because I could have swore Crystal Dynamics didn't exist. Anymore. Some kind of breach of agreement uh, between Silicon Knights and Epic Games. Trade secrets. Oh my god. So originally they only wanted $4.5 million, but the judge judge doubled it. <laughs> god. Okay, so, okay, so Crystal Dynamics still kind of exists. Wow, I, I, that's my bad earlier, guys. I'll correct myself. They are owned by Eidos. Yeah, Eidos Interactive made the first one or produced the first one. And then Square Enix. And now it's a sub. Square Enix acquired Eidos. Eidos. And now it's a subsidiary of Square Enix. (laughs) Dude, if Square Enix gets it in their mind, they'll make that shit, dude. That that might be a reality we're about to see on PlayStation 5 with Square Enix. Oh, it would be amazing if they would release. They'll they sell the shit out of it. Games. I'll just I'm do gonna... just do Soul Reaver and Soul Reaver Two, oh, and make a Soul Reaver Three, maybe. Just they did when Legacy of Kane Defiance brought all the stories together. Okay, well I guess so, remake that then. They, <laughs> but the thing is, it leaves it on a cliffhanger on the Defiance, so they could have kept going. Okay, mm-hmm. well then go ahead and expand on that. Then they were going to. 
Well, I mean, I mean they, with the Eidos Interactive and all that. That's so what I'm saying. There's so many things. It's crazy. It's just, it's a crazy situation. Okay, it says in the uh, Legacy of Kane Wikipedia, since 2017, the Legacy of Kane series has been available for external developers to license through the Square Enix collective service. Really? Hmm. Then they've created Nosgoth, a multiplayer game, was confirmed by Square Enix London Studios Awful in 2013. Game. Sorry. Awful. It's set game. in the same universe. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be a sequel and it was multiplayer only, which was kind of dumb. And so. it was never officially released and it shut down in 2016. I guess I got it early access then? Yeah, we had copies to it, yeah. Let's look at my Steam library here. I guess we it's still in there. No, it's not there no more. So I don't know how we played it, but I know we did. Uh, it's still in mine. <laughs> Nosgoth. And oh. it's even got, like, pictures people shared in it. Says I can still sure. install it. Last time I played it was December 4th, 2017. Played it for an hour and 36 minutes. Well, I'm not sure why it's still not, why it's not in mine. I know I played it. Cause you suck. I suck. Well, anyway, that game sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> but the, what game didn't suck? Soul Reaver. What we're talking about. Soul Reaver was awesome. It had great reviews when it came out. Uh, the cutscenes and the cinematic part of the game really was what shines through in this game. I'm trying to see mm-hmm. if it still has a store page. Yeah, it, and it does not. It had a <laughs> it had a pretty a pretty sweet pretty sweet story behind it. You know, with the whole. Uh, Raziel being resurrected to get revenge and and bring the the world of Nosgoth back into you know back into true you know get it where the wheel of souls or wheel of fate or whatever it was had energy to you know kind of help the the planet or whatever it was just because uh, you know Cain Cain being the good guy from the very first game of the series and then he got corrupted. That's, you know, sort of a... Ironic situation. Right. Right. Sort of like on the show C, where, never mind, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Just watch the, the show C. It's great. It's on Apple TV, by the way. <laughs> Apple TV. Well, I really don't have much more to add. I mean, this game is awesome. And it's amazing. Uh, it's one of my favorite games ever. Play the whole thing. Legacy of King series. Start Soul Reaver. Go to Soul Reaver 2. Go to Legacy of King Blood Omen 2. And then play Legacy of King Defiance. And you'll get the nice little story. You don't need to play the first one to get the story. It goes over that very well in Soul Reaver at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to play Blood Omen 1 to understand what's going on. Because it's and- a totally different kind of game than what Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, Blood Omen 2, and Defiance are. Right. And the soundtracks of this game is pretty awesome. Just saying. <laughs> is that a hint? Would you Would you like a spotlight on the soundtrack? I mean, if I was a guy that would make in a spotlight, I would definitely consider it for sure. <laughs> but it's it's one of my favorite games. I I played this game when I first got a hold of it. I played it on the PlayStation, and I did not stop playing it until I beat. It. I mean, I stayed up late nights playing this. Going to work with the two-hour sleep kind of stuff. That's how much I mm. loved it. Yeah, I remember. I played this game. It was 
it was a pretty good game. I enjoyed the um, enjoyed the gameplay and the combat mechanics and the the whole switching back and forth between the realms. I thought that was pretty sweet because there were there were some puzzles that you had to switch back and forth to be able to solve them and move forward in the level that you were playing. Some of that, the way that the levels were designed, you had to do part of the puzzle in their spirit realm and the other part in the physical realm. So it was pretty cool. Oh, yes. Very sexy. Switching back and forth material and spectral, baby. What do you think about it, Zach? Any, any further comments? I have none on the game. I mean, you guys covered it pretty well. I enjoyed the game. Uh, I tried to play it uh, on Steam, which was a disappointment because the controller um, wouldn't work correctly for some reason. And I, you know, I wanted to relive those those glory days of sucking souls, man. Yeah, just it does couldn't do it. Play with the keyboard and mouse, doesn't it? Yep, it's awful. It's, yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, I can't do that. Just can't do it. It's it's not a game that you play with a keyboard and mouse because you gotta uh, be able to rapidly uh, do things when you you know when you want to do an ability or something like that. You don't want to have to find a key on the damn keyboard. You want to be able to just you know hit a bumper or something like that and get get it over with. Right. Do you think maybe if you plugged a USB cable into a PlayStation 4 controller and plugged it into your computer that it would work better? I don't know. I could try that because when I did try it, it was a Xbox controller. Right. It's that same same for me, but back then I didn't have a a PlayStation 4, which I, I now own. So well, I own the I game, so... Yeah, I may try it again with a PlayStation controller and see how that goes. There you go. Let us know how that works out for you guys. I will definitely check that out. Maybe we'll play it on Port uh, Brothers Grimm's YouTube channel since we need to start doing that anyway. Yeah, play we got to. We, we, we need to resurrect that baby. Mm-hmm. Or just start like, uh, putting stuff on it. Yeah. Like, we should be the elder gods of Port Brothers Grimm YouTube channel and resurrect it and give it its wings back. <laughs> Man, we're, we're all kinds of elder god and some resurrecting stuff tonight because Ark has some of those same um, aspects. Sweet. Well, I'll tell you what, let's yeah. take a quick break. Let's get Scott's uh, soundtrack spotlight played, and afterwards we'll, we'll have Zach tell us about these elder gods of Ark. Yes. Wonderful. So enjoy the spotlight, guys. Hey there, listeners. Scott here with Horton Brothers Grimm, bringing you another edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight. Today's spotlight is brought to you by Chris's book, The Sorcerer's Cabin Loves Sacrifice. You can find the book on Amazon in digital or paperback. Now, on with the spotlight. Today's spotlight is on our retro game, Legacy of Cain Soul Reaver. This game was released in 1999 for PlayStation, Windows PC, and then the year 2000 for the Sega Dreamcast. I played this one on the PlayStation, and I gotta tell you, this game was fantastic. The soundtrack was very dark and mysterious, with lots of heavy drums and dark undertones. The first track I have for you to check out is track number nine on the soundtrack. Its title is Necropolis. 
It starts out with some bongos, then incorporates some strange-sounding dissonant flute music. Give it a listen and see what you think about it. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed that track. Like I said, it's pretty dark and eerie. The next track I have for you is called Kane Encounter, and it is track number 14 on the soundtrack. This track, like the first one I played for you, is heavy with drums. Throw in some cymbals for good measure, and it makes for a pretty intense musical number. Here, check it out. track I have for you on the spotlight is called Pillars-Tomb. Interesting title. It is track number 26 on the soundtrack. This track has a very Middle Eastern feel to it. It sort of reminds me of some music I heard on one of the Prince of Persia games. I like this track the best of the three that I chose for this spotlight because it just it sounds really cool. Here, check this one out and let me know what you think of it down in the comments. Here you go. Hope you like it. There you have it, listeners. That is the soundtrack spotlight for this episode. By the way, if you would like to listen to the complete soundtrack, you can find it on YouTube and listen to it for free. This spotlight was brought to you by The Sorcerer's Cabin Loves Sacrifice. It is a pretty good read. You should check it out. If it wasn't good, I'd tell you because my brother wrote it. <laughs> I know Chris would appreciate it if you give it a read and then go by Amazon and, and leave him a, a review. It helps him out. All right, thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight. Now, let's get you back to the show. And we're back. Yes, Welcome. that was uh, very drowning. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. We, I wanted to make sure everybody knew we were back. Thank you guys for listening to the spotlight. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure Scott did a wonderful job. Maybe. And, uh, Maybe now he did. Now it's time to talk about our present day game, 
It's a game called Ark, and it's a game that Zach has chosen. So I'll let Zach talk now. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> done. He's we done. done that's it. all you need to know about this game. It's really uh, that's it. <laughs> okay, so it's Ark. Uh, Ark, go ahead. Ark is what? Say it. Say your joke. Ark, Minecraft for grown-ups. It is what? Ark Survival Evolved. That is Minecraft for grown-ups. <laughs> collect, collect a bunch of shit. Poop your pants. It's whatever you know. It's Minecraft for adults who have way more time than I do. Mm, I <laughs> guess right. uh, not if you set the gathering stuff up. But anyway, that's a different story. Okay. So this game uh, we played back in what 2015. Yeah, something like that. Um, for a long time, I think we even played it for. I don't know, well into 2016 easily. Um, and they've built on to it. Um, and what's this game had, like four expansions? Um, well, they're different maps. Um, yeah. So far, this game has seven maps. Seven. Yeah, is that counting the free ones? Um, well, I mean, that's the, the island, that Scorched Earth, Aberration, the Center... Ragnarok, Valgaro, Crystal Isles, Extinction, and Genesis Part 1. So I'm guessing there's going to be a Genesis Part 2. Mm. So far, I've played on the island, the center, and Ragnarok. Now, I know you have played on Scorched Earth. Yep. And uh, Scorched Earth is where you get Wyvern stuff. So, Right. And I think it's in a, they're probably in other ones, too. Um, now, yeah, no, they had the Ragnarok had the Wyverns. Now, I don't know about Volgaro and yeah, and uh, Crystal Isle or whatever that other is. I haven't played those maps, right? I haven't either, but they are in the game. Um, also, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely I don't know how long it's going to be free on Epic Games. If you don't have Ark and you'd like to get it for free, if it's still in the Epic Games launcher, get it for free. It's uh, it's a wonderful game. Um, they have improved uh, the stability of the game greatly. Mm. Um, yep. When I loaded it up this time, I didn't have to worry about clicking off the the bloom and the ray shards. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> where you can't just like originally, <laughs> if you had like the the lighting on, you were blinded by the actual lighting. You know, like I can't yeah, see those... shit. And you <laughs> would damn god rays, man. Mm-hmm. You couldn't... It's like, yeah, I got you, boop. So, now the maker of this game, if anybody knows the the name, uh, let me know. Um, Be great. Nobody? Who made what? Who made the game? Pixar, come on. Uh Uh-oh. Pixar? Somebody's awake. I'm just kidding. Pixar was a, a good version of the game. Well, just say something about um, Studio Wildcard. Yes. That's it. Studio Wildcard. That's them. For some reason, my notes don't have the creator. What Good a job. Fuck. You freaking failed, man. I, I'm just like Dwight Schrute. I, I, was, I lost a uh, spelling bee spelling the, misspelling the word failure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway doesn't matter somebody made the game it's great okay um now the lore of this game is that we are on 
space stations that are called arcs. And it's in the 22nd century. And the, the place is called the United Republic of Earth. And the, the Terran Federations. Now, they these are identical superpowers. And they, they launch a, um, basically a tech war. And uh, each side weakens each other. And, it, you know, basically it's just gone to shit. Okay. And uh, they're trying to figure out how they're going to, uh, I guess, survive. So they've made these arcs. And uh, they try to put people in them to see, um, you know, what they do, different things like that. Um, now, they're supposed to, you know, of course, have humans, creatures, and plants on the arcs. And then they're sent up. Uh, they were sent up before uh, the global level extinction um, where the humans were wiped out on on the earth, basically. So that's how you end up with these people on the ark. Um, you know, when originally I played the game, I didn't really read the lore of it. So I just thought, I was like, oh, we're probably just prisoners or something like that, you know. Um, I was like, I guess they just chucked us down here. And uh, just let us do whatever. Now, the Arcs uh, are watched over by beings that are called the Homo Deus. And the Homo Deus, they are energy-based beings uh, who live in like a different reality. And um, I guess that was something you could do if you wanted to, you know, to escape uh it was like an option for escape for humanity, um, I guess, to become one of these things. I'm not real sure um, on what that meant as far as escape for uh, the humanity. I don't know if it would just kill you and keep your spirit or whatever. Um, but what they what they're supposed to do, um, they can you know we were talking about resurrection earlier with uh, Soul Reaver. Uh, these beings can actually resurrect humans. Uh, rare. It says rarely, but they can resurrect humans. Now, there's. It goes on and tells you about different Homo Deuses um, that were in there. The last surviving one was named Helena, and uh, that was the one where you, you know, that was basically the person or being that's supposed to watch over you while you're playing the game, of course. Now, in one of the maps called Extinction, you could see uh, what they called proto-arcs. And this is where they were trying to develop the systems. So, in the map Extinction, there was a desert dome, a snow dome, and a crater forest. Now, the crater forest was a failed experiment. Um, but the, the proto-arcs had uh, where you could uh, walk into them and walk out. You know, humans could go in, creatures could go in, they could freely enter and leave. Um, and so to fix that, they they just made the dome, uh, I guess, sturdier or, you know, harder to get out of, I guess. Because now you can't just walk out of the dome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the 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 energy wall on the outskirts of the map area. Right, of course. The dome. Yeah. <clears throat> so they pretty much just made it where you just can't uh, go out. So anyway, in this game, it is a survival game. So you got to collect things, build things. Uh, as you go on and you level up, you learn. Oh well, you can learn a thing called Ingram, and what the Ingrams do uh, is they teach you how to build certain things so this was also part of um you know the experiment is they've put this system into your body to where you can learn how to do stuff and survive and that this is how they were going to save the humans basically is put people in these little arcs that um you know just hang out in space i guess but as you play the game, you can find notes as Scott was, we were talking about earlier, I think it, it wasn't being like recorded, but we were talking about it and he was talking about, you know, you find notes from different explorers and things like that, that are just laying around in different areas of each map. Um, and what it's called is, um, that what they put in your body is a specimen implant and, uh, mm -hmm. So that's how you, it's like a, a fucking signal or some shit. It's crazy. It's, it's this whole big blown out thing that you could do. But uh, you also have things that are in the arcs that power them are called obelisks. And ovaries. Yeah, ovaries. That's what they are. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> anyway, each arc contains at least one guardian. And that's what the obelisks are supposed to be, technically. So, so there's there's story parts of this arc, and then there's just the maps that you play that were add-ons. So we never really played through the story part of it, technically, that I remember. I think we just played the game, built some stuff, oh, got some dinosaurs. Fun. Oh, yeah, it was a great game. Going it still is. To, uh... Cave of Wonders. That was the Cave of Wonders. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, the Cave of Wonders is on the center map. And uh, yeah. we went in there, The I think it was like the third or fourth time we went in there. And we were headed back out after killing a bunch of bats and uh, snakes and stuff. And there was a fucking alligator out there. And we was like, well, we could take this guy. <laughs> we shot this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he ate the boat okay he ate the freaking boat that we had made killed it all of us um i think i was the only one that was able to run away and get out because i was faster than everybody else and uh but he ate the boat and it was insane uh but it was a good time i mean we were scared I, it's like it's been it's funny being scared of video game you know like oh, I gotta run yeah. away, but the thing well, is, we work so hard for stuff on there too. Oh yeah, if you die and you you can't go back and get your shit because there's a big alligator there, <laughs> so, right? <laughs> he's just waiting for you to come in where you can eat your face. Oh, we used to have some fun times on there, man. Yeah, you remember that, you, Chris? You remember you remember the time we were uh, on your boat and we went out in the swamp? It was me and you and uh, me, I think, and Zach and. Uh, and a, uh, what, was his, what was his? What was his Devin. doctor? Yeah, Devin. Yeah, he went Devin. with us, and kept get, <laughs> they kept getting kept getting knocked off the top of the damn boat by the trees in the swamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was driving the boat. 
The damn alligators kept chasing him and shit. <laughs> and this, not to mention the snakes. Yeah. Um, I will link that video into the description of this podcast where you guys can watch. Do we have a video of that? Yeah. It's on my channel. It's on your channel, Ark. Yes. See, I never put anything up of Ark. Because one of the first things, or one of the main things I recorded was that. That was hilarious. You are pissed. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that that we, sounds right. I'm out of pissed. I couldn't play the damn game for laughing at you and you and Debbie getting knocked <laughs> off the damn boat. <laughs> How do I search for videos? Just oh, never mind. There's a little search button. Because yeah, it wasn't no joke falling off the boat and them No, hell no, down. not back then. <laughs> hell no. Because you know now they have like fucking fish nets in there. All right, you throw the fish net out and fish, or you can like. Uh, uh, one of my friends was telling me that you could throw the net, and if you had like a water dinosaur or whatever, you can actually carry that water dinosaur in that fucking net. Nice. Yeah. Ridiculous. So what was the name of the episode or name of the art video that you put out? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I don't see. I'll find it for you. Yeah, please. That'd be great. That's hilarious. Because I type in art and it only gives me like five videos. Oh, no. Here it is. Swamp Adventure. Funny moments. Oh, this motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> and in the description is watch as Destro and Dr. Spreadle join me on a hilarious adventure to the swamp our mission find a Bezo Buffo a frog to tame what happens instead comical chaos <laughs> this guy let's watch this this is back when <laughs> this is back when uh, Tonic had no skills with the videos and it was very awkward I see your your Photoshop bang bang potato text. Your halata vagina dinosaur snuffleupagus. I'm gonna fast forward. Anyway, back to back to the task at hand here. <laughs> so I'm sure that video is gonna be hilarious though. I will watch that during our break here in just a minute. Um, do y'all have any questions? Comments would be good. I mean, some stuff that y'all seen playing the game. One thing I enjoyed about the game was the aspect, you know, the building aspect. And because that's, that was what I liked about Minecraft was the building and then the caving and stuff. But the mainly what I enjoyed about the, the arc was, you know, taming the dinosaurs and then building the, the different, you know, homes and, bases and stuff man the, the last the last map i played we i played with uh it was uh ragnarok it was the last time i played the game any kind of serious and that was uh me and biz were playing you had you had started playing with us but then we you you didn't play much it was just me and him there at the end and i had built on ragnarok you remember the spot on ragnarok where you had the big spires the big st- sandstone looking yeah. rock formations i had built a base on top of one of those and i built a ramp from my base all the way down to the fucking ground well i thought you did that on the center (laughs) map too oh i did that but this ramp that i'm talking about was four times as long as that ramp oh my god (laughs) hell no i I, I built this i built that damn thing from the beach 
Mm-mm. All the way up to the top of that spire. I actually ended up building a an aviary for all my flying mounts and a, a workshop up there on top of that very you know the big the biggest tallest spire there. That was that was a lot of fun to build. I enjoyed that, but God, it took forever to build that stupid ramp because you had to support it and you had to you know build all the pillars and shit to go with it, man. Try building some of that stuff that I built like that on a freaking back of a damn, uh, what was the big bird called? The Argent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the, main, the one that you would use mostly. Mm-hmm. That, she, God. Them birds are awesome, dude. I literally had an army of beavers in that yep. game. <laughs> I remember the f- army of beavers. Those were I insane. Had like tw- I had 25 of them. And I would literally roll out and just destroy things. It wouldn't matter what got in our path it was over with. <laughs> Dude, T-Rexes, beavers, beavers are hard to fuck with. So, and they could carry stuff, and like you had the little workbench on them and everything. Yep. And they could chew wood up, like, and it would get you like your max amount of wood and all that. But it was and so they fun, could like, carry a lot of wood too. It was like because you have these cool things about when you're riding your your dinosaurs, or like when I was riding my beaver. I had their other 24 beavers around me, and then you could like use the little commands that oh, attack. Mm-hmm. And there's a T-Rex, and I'm going to swarm them all, and there's a shoo. And there was nothing left of that T-Rex. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, man, I worked so hard to getting that up, and I had this big metal house and built up, and it was just, that's why I got tired of it. I played it so much trying to get that army of beavers, man. Yep. Literally, beavers wore me out. <laughs> That's crazy. From that game. But what was that cave we found? Remember that one time we found a cave and they hadn't fixed a glitch and you could just fly through there with your bird? Oh. And yeah, that was... Get the, the treasure. Had yes. like all this awesome armor stuff yes. in it every six hours or something like yep. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you yep. would just fly up in there and get it. And then they finally patched it out because it was supposed to be where you had to take um, a grappling hook in there and yep. climb up. And it had lava and shit like fucking you had to swim yeah, in um, there was all kinds of mobs yeah. and shit in there dude you had to yeah. fight your way to the place which was hard as hell um and then climb up with a grapple hook which was equally as hard mm-hmm. and so yeah it's damn that was pretty was, fun there was scorpions and giant centipedes and freaking big ass spiders and shit true Boas, boa, boa constrict. What I forget what the damn name of those damn snakes were, but those big ass snakes, Titan boas, huh? Titan boas, yeah, Titan boas. Those dudes, man, they were mean. Because you could, when you uh, you could fly through, and they had finally fixed that, unfortunately. Yeah, and that sucked when they did because we're like, well, I'm not gonna do that anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to go in there now. And then there was, uh, you know, the we we built the damn big the boats and shit, and we took them over to the, um, what was it, Volcano Island. We went over there and, oh yeah, and with the ballistas and the big giant spear launchers on top of our boats, killing freaking uh, epic monsters and shit. Yeah, yeah, what was that? Devil elites birds. or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah, elites. I think that's what they were called. No, I think uh, they were something called something yeah. else, but alphas, 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 yeah. alphas. Yes, 
Yeah, so like we they were, were separate from the regular dinosaurs. Like yeah, had they had alpha, a, they'd be like a glowing like, red aura on them. It was mm-hmm. red and like smoke coming off of them and stuff, something like that. And they would fuck your shit up. <laughs> yes, they would. The oh. the alpha T Rexes and the alpha Raptors. Those were the two. Those oh, were the man. two meanest man. It would take a team of us to go beat one of them dudes. <laughs> yep. And we'd have to be fully armed too. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't have shown up with spears and stuff. Uh-uh. No, you had to have machine. You had to have machine guns and fucking spear launchers. <laughs> oh, and a metal boat. I, used to kick, I <laughs> yeah. did catch uh, an alpha raptor in my boat one time. We, we used to design our when we had the uh, yeah. Boat we series. murdered that son of a bitch. And you could mm-hmm. catch it in your boat, and boom, you just stab it. We had like the window set up, and you just stabbing it and stabbing it. It was awesome because you got some awesome like XP from those dudes. Oh yeah, and and gear and stuff like that. That was some fun moments when we'd all would like roll out and go looking for alphas and stuff. It's pretty epic multiplayer moments. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We ought to do that. We ought to join me you and Zach ought to do something like that. What? Play some art? Do our just just us three. We could. We might get well Boogeyman probably would be Yeah. We need him for all the metal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he's he's the grinder, man. He was the he was the guy that would get on there and grind all the gathering and shit all the time. Yes, and he would always have stuff for us. He's like, "Here, I got this." I'm like, "What you what?" <laughs> now, Bookie Man is a resource machine on any survival game. Mm-hmm. Period. He's a beast. True. Yeah, but see, that's that's his style of gameplay. That's his favorite kind of game. Is the ones where you have to. You have to go out and grind and gather all the shit. He loves that stuff. Yeah, which reminds me, the next game I'll be talking about, I'll have present day. Let's go ahead and tell you, I'm talking about Raft on the on my present day topic. Oh, next nice. Podcast. Raft's a cool. fun, it's a fun time too. I like it. Yeah, Raft is awesome. Speaking of Raft, we, I just got a Raft today on art. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been on it for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. Uh, Kaysen's like, here's a raft. <laughs> I was nice. like, okay, thanks. <laughs> now I gotta build a bunch of thatch. That way I can put the uh, foundations down on it and drive it around. That's gonna be epic. Yeah. You remember we played that? We played for I don't know how long before they came out with the motorboats. You could actually get the, the motorboats. You had to get the oil to make the gasoline and all that shit. Right. The only thing I ever used the gasoline for was the generators, though. I don't think I ever got the motors. I don't oh, yeah. think I played during the motorboat. Yeah, motorboats came out right. It was I think right before they actually did the full release of Ark. It was one of the last things they added to the gotcha. to the early release stuff. But it was it was it was pretty cool. You know, you get the motorboat and you didn't. And you could you could use you could go in reverse in a motor with a motorboat. You didn't. Oh have to drive, yeah, I do remember. Drive up on the freaking land. Yeah. <laughs> to okay, turn so around. I had some type of motorboat because you could go backwards. Yeah. I remember these things. One of my favorite but, things to do was to put in the electricity and everywhere. Right. Yeah. Run the run the conduit and set up all the lights and shit. It was great. And then you yeah, didn't you, know if it was 
electric or not, and then something not work, you'd be like, what the F is going mm. on? <laughs> <laughs> One thing about it, you could always see Zach's base from like halfway across the map. Yeah, I left that shit on. It's like it's lit up, boys. I guess one of my favorite maps to to have played though was Ragnarok because it had so much to it. There was so well, I many like different... going into the um, the castle up there with all those bats and shit. Right, that was a lot of fun. And they would murder your ass if you didn't have <laughs> a lot of stuff with you. Yep, you had to have good armor on and good weapons. If you didn't have good armor and weapons, you were screwed. I. And that's one of the aspects of this game, you know, you 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 develop the ability to build to make all these, you know, like you were talking about the engrams, you 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 learn all the different, you know, styles of armor. You start out with cloth and end up with uh tech. That's the the highest you can get is tech armor and that shit that shit's expensive to build. Very expensive to build. And you got to have all kinds of just random shit. Yep. But the tech armor, one thing I liked about the tech armor, you're basically, once you get an armor, a, set, a full set of tech armor, you're basically Iron Man. Yeah, as long as you get that rifle, dude. It's mm-hmm. insane. Oh, and the frogs on the game are awesome. The Beazel. Oh, Beazel Buffo that we just talked about. The mm-hmm. Devils. Get one, get on one of these. They just jump for miles. Yep, yep. It was so fun. Once you yep, tame I'm an t- alligator, talking about this makes me want to play this. Well, you should play it. Let's play it. Well, the uh, and I played Aberration too. Did you? I did. I played Aberration for a little while, and it was um, you could get these giant spiders. Oh God, no! I'm not getting on right, that. They were. They were humongous. Now you want to talk about jumping? Oh, they the jump frogs. High. The frogs could the frogs could jump really pretty far, but these giant spiders, they out jumped the be- the bezel buffos, dude. Those those spiders could jump like twice, three times farther than a frog. They were they were mean. I can't remember what they were called. I, I wish I could remember their names, but <clears throat> the names of all those, you know, dinos that you could find and tame. I mean, you know, they were they were fun. The Spinosaurus was one of my favorites. That one was that one was pretty tough. It was strong. Wasn't a lot of things that could kill it. Aberration, you could get, uh, there were like jackals or whatever, you could get those and ride them. Yeah, I bet they were fast too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were called ravagers. That was what okay. they called those. Big wolf looking thing. Right. See, I didn't play past, uh, I really didn't really play much of it past the center map. I was playing the only map I really ever played. Dude, center map was the most fun to me, but. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I played. I tried out one of them one time. Just jumped on there with y'all to fight something. Rad, mm-hmm. you came to Ragnarok. 
Yeah, you played Ragnarok for a little while, not long. Yeah, I don't think I was enjoying it much after that. I think I done got burned out on it when we started moving. Yeah, I did go to Ragnarok, and we had that beach fort mm. right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, uh, yeah, I got tired of the game by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had already built everything you could think of to build, gathered all the animals you could find, and you had other things that you'd rather do. Yeah, I just did too much on there. I played it so much. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I was still married at the time, and <laughs> Leanne was not pleased with how much time I spent on that game. Oh, damn, dude. Right. Well, I mean, she had right to be not pleased. It was bad. <laughs> I played it <laughs> way too much. My gosh. But uh, she could have played it was with addictive. us. It wasn't her kind of game. But anyway, we got that resolved. I don't know. We're not married anymore. We're good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just quit. It's fine. It's That's not the quit. reason, but yeah. anyway, it's let's fine. Move, let's friends. move past that. But uh, as far as um, art goes, I'm done with the subject, boys. Awesome. It was fun talking about art. It was. I love art. It's a great game. Scott, are you done talking about art? Yeah, that's all I got, man. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you for watching. Remember the link to the video that Zach was talking about, Scott was talking about, where we go to our swamp adventure. Uh, it's going to be linked down in the description of the podcast. Trust me, watch it. It's hilarious. It, yeah, it was fantastic. It's a very underrated, funny video out there on YouTube. 123 views right now. Let's, let's get up to 125, okay? <laughs> it's only got three likes. <laughs> this was July 21st, 2016. So we started in 2015 when it came out. And so yeah. we were still playing in July. So it was over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played this for a long time. Now, you guys played for a little while before I joined you. We sure did. I'm watching the video now where we're headed into the fucking swamp. Chris is like, oh, it's got snakes, alligators. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> He's about to oh, hit a turtle. But we're in a freaking uh, metal boat. The boat We are amazing. in a huge, massive boat that should have been <laughs> fine. <laughs> Except for the fucking snakes getting in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bed got destroyed. It was uh, it's a mess. It's yes. A mess. Because by the way, if you yeah. don't know the bed, if it gets destroyed, you have to respawn. Somewhere else. Some random place. Basically. Yep. <laughs> and you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this segment. I think it was a fun one. Uh, We're going to go take a little break. Uh, Probably be another commercial for my book or maybe the Disney Tonic Podcast. I might need to promote that a little bit. Let you guys check out the Disney Tonic Podcast. Me and Wade are back on that, too. So who knows which one it'll be. Either way, look in the description. You'll find all of it. And we'll see you after this for the future game Godfall with Scott. Yes. Hello listeners, Chris here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Horton Brothers Grimm. During this quick break, I'm here to tell you about my friend Wade, his wife Samantha, and their son McAllister. These three awesome people are running in the Disney's Wine and Dine Half Marathon 
in November of this year. But what makes this so special is that they are running to raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So what is St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, you ask? Did you know that at St. Jude, kids are getting the best treatments at no cost to families? Doctors at St. Jude are working to find cures. Treatments invented at St. Jude have helped push the childhood's cancer survival rate from 20% to 80%. Wow. St. Jude freely shares the discoveries it makes, which means doctors and scientists worldwide can use that knowledge to save thousands more children. Because of supporters like you, families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Thanks to St. Jude supporters, kids can still be kids. Remember, donations save lives. If you have a dollar that you can spare, that can save a life. So please consider clicking the links down in the description of this podcast. Support my friends Wade, Samantha, and McAllister on this great cause. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get back to the video games. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for sticking around for our final segment. It's the future game segment brought to you by Scott. Where we talk about Barney and friends. I love you. You fucked me. Oh, no. Oh, my no. God. no, 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 we no. Made a Wrong Barney, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I okay. don't I don't know that Barney. Sorry. <laughs> that's a more mature Barney. It's like the adult Minecraft is Ark. Uh, that's the adult Barney. Right. That's the lawsuit waiting to happen, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie, we made a family. <laughs> Damn. That's, um, what could that be called? Uh, birth control Barney, like, like teaches you how to <laughs> use, uh, okay. condoms and whatnot. Oh my birth God. control, it will help not for you to make a kid. I don't know. Don't Hopefully we'll stop from making the Barney guy. Oh god! I'll, I'll okay. leave. I'll leave sexual Barney out of this. It's just uh, dear God, <laughs> sexual harassment panda. <laughs> hey, you there? I got a pee pee. No. <laughs> okay, so it's Godfall. The, that game we we're the talk about. the the future game called Godfall is developed by Counterplay Games. Which I've never heard of, by the way. I'll have to research them and see what they've done before this. And uh, published by Gearbox, the Gearbox. same company who brought help to bring you Borderlands franchise. So mm-hmm. there's mm. got to be some kind of good here somewhere. Uh, it was developed for the Unreal in- Unreal Engine Four, and it is exclusive to PlayStation Five and Epic Games on PC. Release date is uh, late 2020 or holiday 2020, so I'm assuming it's coming out sometime around Christmas this year. Um, The genre is uh, an action role-playing game. I bet you like that. 
It's uh, it's it's it looks it looks interesting, man. The the um, what you call it? The uh, the gameplay trailer that I saw was um, was pretty fantastic, and the the uh, intro cinematic, you know the the thing that they used at the uh, the game awards when this game was announced back in December of 2019 was mm-hmm. um, was pretty impressive. Um, so the game is called a looter slasher. You know, it's it's that's the 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 type game it is. It's sort of like looter shooters, but they and they they kind of modeled it a little bit after uh, Borderlands in that fashion. Um, it's mainly focused on melee combat, though. So there's swords and spears and, and different kinds of melee weapons that you'll be using. Um, there are three classes to play. I, I did not find anywhere that they listed the names of these classes, but I'm assuming they're, you know, magic, warrior, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the way you get your class is a little bit unique. It is it is based on what kind of armor you're wearing. And the armor plate that they use is called Valor Plate. And these, these different suits of Valor Plate armor give you different abilities. So that's going to play heavy into the, the, the looting aspect of the game, I'm thinking. Um, being a looter slasher, it's going to reward the player with new and different weapons after each combat scenario. Uh, it allows the player to upgrade and augment the armor or weapon set that they're using to make it more powerful. Um, the game is set in a high fantasy world where there is a coming apocalypse and it is up to the player as the last of a line of a powerful order of knights to stop the apocalypse and save the world. It's uh, The game world is split into uh, different realms earth water air fire spirit it's like they took captain planet and you know made different realms out of him or something um it can be played either as a single player campaign or with up to three other players in a co-op mode so up to four people can play at one time in the same game so that's pretty cool uh the game was announced as the first game to be released for the next generation of PlayStation console, which will be the PlayStation 5, in December of 2019 at the Game Awards. And and like I said earlier, it's exclusive to the PlayStation 5 and for Epic on the PC. Uh, The developers say that this game was inspired by Monster Hunter World. Uh, Games like, I'll say that, games like Monster Hunter World, God of War, uh, Dark Souls, as far as the combat goes. Um, the story, their storyline was inspired in part by different fantasy book series, like uh, one called the Stormlight Archive Cycle and Isaac Asimov's The First Law. So that tells me there's going to be some kind of robot, artificial intelligence, um, you know, android type stuff that you're going to have to deal with. So that'll be interesting. Um, like I said before, the announcement trailer was fantastic. The the cinematic was just it was it was fun to watch. It was just really cool. Uh, the gameplay trailer it looks really good. It's uh, over the over the shoulder combat. You know, it's third person over the right shoulder combat. So that looks pretty cool. 
um, the the graphical performance looks like it's going to be off the charts, badass. I just it looks really good. Uh, lots of swordplay, other types of melee combat. You know, like I said before, with spears and and uh, you know combat you know combat axes and, and things like that. <clears throat> but as far as a lot of information, there really is not a lot of information available for this game right now because it's an upcoming title. They, they, they're kind of tight lipped about, you know, what's they, wanna, gonna, they want people to buy it and uh, get the PlayStation five when it comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is going to be one of their flagship titles from what I gather. It's, it's one of the first thing, one of the first games, or the first game that's going to be released for the PlayStation Five, so it's uh, it's they're they're really gonna, I guess, put a lot of stock into it and see if, you know, for for for, you know, showing how well the PlayStation Five runs stuff. You know, I think it's going to be awesome. I may try to get it through Epic on PC and play it that way, but. As far as a PlayStation Five, I mean, you're talking about a console that's probably going to run upwards of four hundred dollars on release. So, you know, and with the the current state of affairs in our in our wonderful country and world, there's no telling when those systems will actually be released. I don't know how they're going to, you know, be able to put that out for market if things don't you know, straighten up with, you know, going back to work and things like that. But all in all, you know, this game looks like it's going to be pretty badass. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah, watching the trailer, I'm just like, well, Dark Souls, here we go, baby. Do me, give me more. Give me more games like this. <laughs> mm, I ain't no yeah. problem with that. And it's going to be on PC as well, so I'm excited about that. Right. So I, I won't have to buy the new Wi-Fi router that PlayStation is putting out. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can just play it on my PC. Yep. Which is excellent. I mean, normally that you would figure PlayStation would try to snag this up as an exclusive with a new console yeah. coming out, but not happening here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is one of the first times I've seen them release a game like this with a next-gen console and put it through Epic Store. I mean, <clears throat> one thing about it, Epic, you know, we talked about Epic Store once a while back in one of our previous episodes that, you know, they were, they were trying to compete with steam and, 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 you know, I was concerned with, you know, how's that going to play out? Well, it, it seems, it seems to me like Epic has gotten their foot in the door, so to speak. And they've, they've really started pulling down some exclusive, exclusive stuff. I mean, Borderlands three was exclusive to the Epic store for the first six months after release. So, I mean, it's, um, you know they're they're really really doing well and they're 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 releasing free to play you know, re releasing games for free i mean like we were talking about earlier arc right now is free until june the 18th at least yeah free and, for free free right free 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 like yeah it's super free it doesn't cost you and anything the, and you most download the, yeah the game the maps yep the whole game for free you get to keep it i mean you know it's and it's not one of the, that's not one of the, not the first, you know, I, what I would say is a, a, you know, at least a double A title that they've released, you know, I mean, they did, I mean, I know it's kind of strange to say it, but farm, uh, was it farming simulator 19 or yeah, they isn't did that, that what that was called? 
Anyway, that was another one of the games that they released. It was like a $40 game. Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five, the most recent, besides yeah. Art, was one of the... That's a AAA title. I mean... Yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, they, they've really got their, you know, gotten their bearings. And, and they really are giving Steam a run for their money, in my opinion. So, you know, that's pretty cool that they were able to snag this one as a, as you know, for a commitment as a release, you know, at, a, exclusive at release. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, there's an interesting battle going on right now with Epic and um, Steam. Steam just got, they just acquired EA Sports. You know, they got I me, mean, not EA Sports, but EA games yeah. back into Steam. Like, you can actually get them through Steam now. Right, because um, they were, at, they were, up until recently, they were exclusive to Origin, right? Yes. Exactly. So, Steam has figured out. So they're all just everybody's aligning together and yep. <laughs> creating that competition, which is good for everybody. Really, the competition is good. Yeah. With Epic's giving out free games and people, Steam users are very. I mean, Steam users are very loyal. Mm-hmm. They really are. They're very loyal because they, they like the community that's built inside of Steam and the um, the achievements are a big deal for people on right. Steam. So Steam's got a lot going for it that people love that e- that Epic hasn't been able to touch yet, but they are definitely yeah. uh, they're definitely making it interesting, which I like. Well, I mean, for a company like I mean, for Epic, for a company like them, they that you know they they basically just started with uh, freaking what's it called the Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine, yes, but then they had Fortnite, uh, Fortnite, you know that's. They basically that was that's their big thing. That was their big seller to begin with. That you know before they had the Epic Store. And they it's, also it's helped what, with PUBG, right? I mean, it's you know what they what's kind of it's what kind of spurred them on though that for their success with Fortnite, they kind of used that as a springboard, I think, and then they you know launched their own store and they've they've really started to grow. So I mean, it won't. I don't think it'll be too long before Epic is able to you know, really be a competitive alternative to Steam. So I mean, you know, they're 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 really doing something. But anyway, back back to the 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 game. It's it's you know, I really don't have a lot else to add other than it's it the trailers look great and then it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Oh yeah. Um, I will uh... you know, interested to see how it turns out. And I'll make sure to link the trailer for you guys to the down in the description of the podcast. Go check out uh, it's going to be on YouTube gameplay trailer. So you'll see what we're talking about. It's really cool. All right, anybody, Zach, you have anything else to add for Godfall? Um, I like the gameplay trailer that I have seen. Uh, the 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 action RPG is always uh, a game genre that I always play. Um, and it's just one of those things. Right now, I'm playing Bloodborne, which is fucking hard. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it it creates a challenge, which is good. Um, I don't like everything just to be super easy to play. So, and I, I kind of like the uh, the story behind uh, a lot of the uh, I I guess. Hack and slash RPGs, basically, like I, I would describe them. Right. And in this situation, uh, 
it's supposed to reward you with loot, sort of like what Borderlands would do, uh, and it's and it's looter shooter. So seems interesting. I'm I'm ready for it. The only thing that's going to suck is having to pony up for a PlayStation Five. <laughs> well, you know, it you you can get it on PC. So well, yeah, it's true. Probably will. <laughs> All right. Unless I can get a hold of like two PlayStation Fives and sell one of them uh, for double <laughs> the, what I paid, and that way I get a free one. There you go. You know, one thing I'll say about it the uh, the 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 melee strictly melee combat is an interesting mechanic because I mean, there's the, there's not been a lot of that. I mean, there's you know your side scrollers you see a lot of those with strictly melee, but I mean, what a game I've been playing lately. It's that uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Everything in it, all the combat is melee. You you don't fight with anything. Your main character, the player, the player character doesn't do doesn't use any weapon besides a lightsaber and the Force. Nice. So you know it's 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 been an interesting transition for me because you know, I'm used to I'm used to games where you get guns and shit. You know so learning and watch and and being able to you know figure out how to use the combat moves the the lightsaber attacks and stuff has been a lot of fun for me so this game i think will be also a lot of fun because it's you know straight up melee i think that'll be cool straight up melee hashtag straight up melee (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i think we did a good job today what a fun podcast i had a good time some good information, some good yeah, games good to look forward to or try. Good memories from other games we played. Yeah, uh, great times. So, uh, Zach, would you like to tell about your social media exploits so anybody can find you and see what's going on with you? I wouldn't call them exploits, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Genova Destro, uh, YouTube at uh, well, it's not at sign, but it's just Genova Destro. And if you're over on Twitch, it's Genova Destro. So, <laughs> yeah, Genova yeah, Destro. I, one of those I think his name's Genova Destro. What do you think? So if, you're, if you're over at OnlyFans, it's just Genova Destro. Yeah, OnlyFans. I <laughs> uh, have that set up for you. Can see my feet. Um, so, <laughs> you got foot fetish and a gamer foot fetish. Go to his OnlyFans. You can watch his feet while he plays games. And Scott, about you, sir. Have you changed anything lately? Uh, no, haven't haven't changed anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, YouTube is still the games of death, and um, uh, Twitch, I think, is Death Dealer Three. I haven't done anything on any social media in a long time. Um, so yeah, and Twitter is at Death Dealer Three. All right, there you go. So check them guys out; they're awesome. They're my brothers, of course they are. And, uh, of course, you can find me on YouTube. Go to Bang Bang Potato. Type it in. Come find uh, live streams and videos, all that fun stuff. Things are going going really well there. So come check us out. And if you would, check out my book. The link's down in the description. The Sorcerer's Cabin Loves Sacrifice. We'd love for you to check it out on ebook or paperback. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Um... We'll be back with another episode very soon. We appreciate you listening. And this is the part of the show where we say goodbye. So, adios. Laters. Goodbye.